I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the World Soccer Talk podcast. My name is Christopher Harris, aka The Gaffer, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kartik Krishnayar. Here we go. We're ready for part three of our preview of the 2022-23 Premier League season that begins Friday, August 5th. And uh, we're now entering the top half of the table, uh, basically positions uh, 10 through 5 to try to determine who's going to end up in which positions and uh, some of our analysis in regards to these teams. All right, Kartik, going into the top half of the Premier League table, uh, who's that next team? Who's that team right above the uh, the, the mid-pack who's going to be, I mean, whether it's the 10th spot or 9th spot uh, in the Premier League, do you think? I don't know if Kukurea is staying at Brighton, but it's Brighton. Um, if Kukurea stays... They have not lost Mope, who I thought um, Newcastle was going to come in and, 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 and poach. Uh, so I think they're, they're still there. Uh, we, we've seen guys like uh, um, McAllister, uh, Trossard, uh, really become influential players because they're getting so many touches in games. And Graham Potter's style, uh, which... We saw uh, have Brighton outplay a lot of teams two seasons ago and then end up losing at the end. In fact, has made them more, um, has, as time evolved, made them stronger, I think, last season from minutes 80 to 90 than any other team outside the top six, top six or seven. So I, I really like this Brighton side. Kukurea, big question mark, uh, Chris, as, as, as we said, but uh, I, I put Brighton in that mix. Yeah, I think a deal will be done. I think it's just going to be continuing negotiations between uh, Brighton and Man City to try to figure out what that compromise, that, that number is. Uh, Brighton uh, says that the number's too low. I mean, Ma- Manchester City says the number's too high. There's got to be some common ground in between there to, to make that happen. But yeah, Kartik, what an achievement this is, though. I mean, <laughs> the season hasn't started yet, but both you and I are in a similar vein in terms of thinking that Brighton will end up um, in the top half of the Premier League table before the season begins. But this is a club that's well-organized, um, has a great fan base, 
And the manager is a manager that is uh, quietly still under the radar, but achieving a lot. Um, and it'll be interesting to see some of these uh, summer buys that they've had. So there have been scouting players from South America uh, and from Europe. And I think it'll be inter- really interesting to see if some of these players actually do make the grade and turn into some um, some hidden gems. So, um, so Brighton's a club that I have a lot of time for, and I know you do too. And uh, yeah, we're looking at good things for this club. This is this is a fantastic for a club that for so long we're always struggling with relegation, trying to avoid relegation, and it became a gr- a grind under Chris Hutton. Every single season, it seemed to be like, okay, you mean could they escape? Could they escape? And and uh, they did. But um, here they, here they have stability and confidence and making smart decisions. I'm really looking forward to Brighton uh, this season. Next up, Kartik, I don't know about you, but uh, I've got uh, a club, Newcastle United, uh, in the top half. There's just so many question marks, though. I mean, yes, Eddie Howe is a fantastic manager, similar to Graham Potter in many ways. But um, how this club will do this season, uh, they're not going to be making the the massive signings that I think a lot of people thought. I think a lot of people thought this would be like a a Barcelona or Real Madrid signing massive players given all the uh, the money that the club has now from um, the actual owners. But, I mean, financial fair play is still an important uh, part of this. But uh, if you're a Newcastle United fan, how excited are you for this season? Very excited. And, and clearly the players they, uh, they, got, they had last season were, at the second half of the season, were able to sustain uh, a run of matches that would have put them in the top half had they been... Uh, there from the beginning of the season had Hal been there from the beginning of the season as well. So you add uh, Mark, uh, you add uh, Pope to that uh, uh, to that mix as a goalkeeper. Maybe that's an uh, upgrade over Dubrovka. Target is now permanent, and uh, in Bruno Guimaraes, you have a player that I think now with a full summer under Hal is going to just explode this season. Uh, Guimaraes, uh, one of my breakout players of the season. So I really like uh, I really like this Newcastle team. Yeah, for me, the, the next club that's uh, in that top half of the pack is uh, Crystal Palace. I love the job Patrick Vieira has done, similar to what he did here in Major League Soccer with New York City FC. You've got a situation where Vieira has uh, taken a set of players, molded them, and had them punching above their weight. So I think they're a mid-table team. I don't know that I would put them in the top half, uh, but I like uh, the fact that they were able to replace so many important parts uh, that they had under Roy Hodgson that were out of contract and that were older and aging and refresh the squad in one summer, get the right manager after a very convoluted managerial search process. I mean, we talked uh, ad nauseum about Spurs last season and how badly their search went, how bad their process was. I, I think now, uh, and I think that took some heat off of Palace, but Palace ended up getting the right guy at, in the end. So uh, I like this team. I think you've got some really good pieces. Joaquim and and Anderson, probably to me the best uh, piece of all. Believe it or not, uh, at at the uh, at the back, they're going to have to replace Connor Gallagher. I think uh, we know that. Uh, but uh, Decore. Um, 
uh, has come in from Lons, and I think he's a guy who's going to play uh, in a similar fashion to Gallagher, kind of box-to-box, holding uh, holding at times, but, but pushing forward as Vieira likes uh, a, a more attacking possession-based system. Uh, should mention Chris Richards uh, from, uh, from, I think, will be the first Alabaman. I have to mention this as a Floridian. First player from Alabama in the Premier League as he has been transferred from Bayern to Crystal Palace. Uh, I believe that deal is actually done. If it's not done as we record it, it will be done by the time you listen. Yeah, it's done. It's in, in the bag. It's, it is, uh, he's on the squad and uh, looking forward to playing with Palace. Kartik, uh, I'm going to hand it over to you now too. So like, what team do you think uh, that we haven't mentioned yet um, that you think will uh, land squarely in the next spot? Um, I guess if we're talking about um, uh, uh, landing uh, in the top six, potentially, I think that's one club. That's West Ham. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about them. I think David Moyes has very quietly had a really good summer. Um, not lost Declan Rice, as I thought they probably would. Now, there's still a month to go. Um, I'm not sure why uh, Chelsea is not in for Rice like they were a couple of years ago. I, I think that's a horrible error. I'm not sure why Man City hasn't come in for him, but he's still there. You have uh, take take the England performances out of the equation, right? I know a lot of people have been skewed by that. Bowen uh, was one of the elite players in the Premier League last season. I think he picks up where he leaves off. They now brought in Skamaka, who, Chris, let me tell you, I watched him last season as Suswallow, and... Um, he is a very different kind of striker to what you've, uh, you're accustomed to see coming out of Serie A. He's a guy who links up play well, can drift a little deeper, uh, uh, is a really good counterpresser, gets high up, gets in the opposition's face, uh, and, and crowds their space out and makes the right runs. And I think this also gives Mikel Antonio the blow he needs. Maybe you bring him off the bench now, and he's just this monster coming off the bench. Uh, I think... Uh, this also may change a little bit of the way West Ham plays, so you may see uh, potentially four dolls um, more consistently inserted into the team. We know how well he did, uh, uh, Ben Rama. I, I, I really, I really like this West Ham team. Ogbana will be back this season after that that terrible injury. There's depth concerns, and obviously they're in Europa uh, Europa Conference, which. Um, I, I think the Europa League run last year ended up uh, costing them top six position. I think they would have finished ahead of United, Man United, uh, if they had been uh, um, able to uh, 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 maybe use their depth a little better because Moyes took both competitions very seriously. But I, I think that I'm going to say they're in the top six this year. Who they knock out, maybe we'll have that, that conversation in a few minutes. <laughs> All right. So you have them in the top six. I have them in fifth place. And, and I am also high on West Ham United. I, I think in many ways it's interesting, too, because I think this, this is the club that David Moyes was meant to be at. And, and what I mean by that, too, with Everton, he, w- with a really low budget, was able to take a team and keep them punching above their weight season after season, even when they didn't have much uh, resources in terms of uh, transfer signings, etc. They were really well organized, kind of a fighting team. And now at West Ham United, he has the funding, he has the, the new stadium, he has the backing of the fans. Um, everything seems to be moving in the right direction. And so many times last season, we saw West Ham United so close, so close to making the Champions League. And, and maybe in the last couple of months, uh, just slipping up, whether you mean 
instead of getting three points to get a point because it was a, a late minute uh, goal that uh, they conceded or even so close to beating some of these tough teams. And I think David Moyes, again, as a tactician, as somebody who knows the league inside and out, but also very worldly in terms of his uh, views, looking at different leagues, different players, um, and having a system in place that's going to work. I'm, I'm really high on West Ham United. As with you, though, Kartik, I think Europa League could be a tough, tough challenge because they're in the Europa League again. And knowing him, he'll, he'll treat it as seriously as, as the Premier League. Find me a better double pivot than Rice and Suchek, not only in the Premier League, but anywhere in Europe. I mean, uh, Suchek, I think, is, is criminally underrated, even though I guess people talk about him scoring goals because he, he makes these late runs on set pieces and, 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 and is tall. But um, in terms of his movement, his ability to play, uh, his interplay with Rice, uh, his positioning sense, really, really a great player. I, 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 I'm with you. I think fourth or fifth honestly i mean they might get into the top four uh but we'll we'll see about that maybe that's maybe that's being too optimistic but they're they're right there with a shout so we're still in the top seven here though kartik so we've got both you and i are looking at uh, west ham united uh, moving into maybe fifth or sixth place finishing the season there however that means that's going to push one team down a little bit lower and the team that i have picked as my seventh place finished team is manchester united and and I think in many ways it's it's just such a uh, a fall from grace in many ways, um, and and still with a new manager in place, which which is a good positive move. Uh, Christian Eriksen coming into the club, I mean that's going to be a positive move too. But it just seems that to be again another transition year for Manchester United. I, I just don't see in them uh, pushing and uh, competing strongly for a top four spot. I just see you I mean in too many. Um, wrong players in the, in, in the wrong positions or I mean, the whole uh, Cristiano Ronaldo episode where the player wants to leave the club because he wants to play Champions League football. Uh, he's not going to get that at United. Other clubs are not interested in uh, paying his wages. So then where does he end up? Does he still end up at United playing in the Europa League? Is he satisfied? Is he a player that has uh, too much power perhaps within the club? Is Ten Hag going to bench him? Is it, how's he going to deal with that? Um, there's those types of issues. But so for me, Kartik, uh, Man United finish in seventh place. Where do you rate them? I, uh, I've had them at seventh, uh, most of the preseason. I'm kind of hedging on that, that now. Cause I think maybe they'll get Ronaldo out the door and Anthony Martial will have a point to prove. And, and also maybe can get himself back into the France squad, uh, with the world cup in, in November. Uh, but yeah, I think on the surface, I would still put them seventh. They did not get Frankie de Jong. I'm not as down on Fred and McTominay as everybody else is. I think there were actually bigger issues with Manchester United than that uh, central midfield duo. But clearly they've lost Pogba, which which takes away a big game player. Maybe not a consistently good player because we know he was he's horribly inconsistent. It's terrible in some matches. But a guy who could really r- raise his level in the biggest matches against the likes of, of Man City, Liverpool, Spurs, um, Arsenal, etc. The Liverpool, Spurs... Um, Arsenal, etc. Yeah, and Ethan Laird, who's one of the players, kind of the, the young players, young stars, uh, it looks like he's been told that he's going out on loan, uh, possibly to uh, Watford. And, and I think that's a player, a young player that has talent, who could easily fit into the in, into the starting lineup in the squad. But, but because you have so many stars, uh, Wan-Bissaka and, and others above him uh, in the pecking order, 
a lot of it almost seems to be seniority uh, instead of actual actual playing ability. So um, to the detriment of Man United, I believe. So Kartik, we're now into the final five of the Premier League. Uh, our predictions for the 2022-23 season. Who would you say would be a good contender for fifth place? For fifth, I, we've already said, uh, obviously, West Ham. I, I think Chelsea's that other team that's probably in, in some degree of difficulty. And for those who aren't aware, and I know I've hammered on Twitter, people who follow me on Twitter probably are sick of me for what now? It's almost August. So basically eight months hammering uh, Tomas Tuchel. I really think that... Uh, there, you have to go back and look at how it ended at Dortmund. And I think that there are some personality issues with him clashing with players and cr- clashing with higher-ups that uh, doomed him there. Now, I don't know what happened at PSG. I think PSG may be dysfunctional in general, so I give him a pass on that. But we're seeing some of the same things. We're seeing some very bizarre commentary out of him. I think they have an absolutely bloated squad. Um, I love Raheem Sterling. I think he's one of the top players in the Premier League. I think Manchester City have two less titles at a minimum without him. Um, Obviously, he won four titles there. I would say two of them he was very directly responsible for being the difference between them and Liverpool. Um, But... And, and obviously, Koulibaly has come in, but they missed out on Koundé. Uh, they missed out on Rafinha. They have not been able to get uh, offload Werner, Ziyech, Pulisic, Havertz. Uh, Lukaku is gone. You know, you could say he didn't perform, but I think that there were some system issues and cultural issues there. I think the club has something wrong in, 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 in the back room. Maybe it's been affected by the whole saga with, with Russia invaded Ukraine and, and uh, Abramovich having to leave. Uh, Granoskaiva now leaves. P- Petr Cech now leaves. Bruce Buck now leaves. Uh, Todd Bowley, I, I, I hear great things about him, but this is, this is all very new for him, right? Um, this is why I'm thinking maybe United finishes ahead of Chelsea. I mean, I don't want to be pinned down. I think the top four are, uh, are, are, are probably, in whatever order, we'll get to it, Arsenal, uh, Spurs, uh, City, Liverpool, with West Ham having maybe the best shot to get to fourth of the other teams. But I'm actually hedging now, Chris, as, mu- as much as I love Raheem Sterling, uh, as much as I, I think Koulibaly is a, is a good signing even at his age, um, I think there's something very wrong uh, at Chelsea. And, and I, I've just seen them actually uh, in Orlando last week. I, I, I think culturally, th- this, this is a reminder to people. So is the Ronaldo saga at Man United, Chris. It is not about who has the best players. It is not about who has the, the best looking team uh, on, on uh, paper. This is not FIFA ultimate team. This is not fantasy Premier League. This is about melding a team together, keeping a dressing room happy, keeping consistent uh, consistent relationships up and outside of Mason Mount who I think is an elite elite player uh, I think Chelsea and obviously Sterling now joining Chelsea I think is an elite player I think Chelsea has a lot of guys they overpaid for a lot of guys who don't fit well together or a lot of guys that are repetitive uh, plus an aging central midfield situation and a manager who seems to be going off the boil yeah and and Chris uh, just to close on this if Mourinho said some of the things that Tuchel has said and behaved the way Tuchel has the last couple months 
I can, can, can only imagine how the media would have reacted. For some reason, uh, I think Tuchel charms us because he can talk about football in a really enlightening way when he's, when he's in that mood. And I love listening to him. And I, I've been kind of a Tuchelista in the past, but I, I think Chelsea are in a really bad place. That's my opinion. Maybe uh, three weeks from now, I'm going to regret saying this, but that's where I feel they are right now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah, I'm on the same. I'm in the same boat here too, Kartik. I think the Blues looked uh, they looked a mess in preseason. They looked uh, discombobulated, and I think it's almost like it's that the chemistry is wrong within this team. So you have players who are really skillful. I mean, Kai Havertz, I thought was going to have an incredible season last year. Uh, Timo Werner has been you know, hot and cold, but a lot of there's a lot of negativity in terms of you mean a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Uh, Lukaku, of course, I mean, that whole episode, even Christian Pulisic in terms of I mean, his dad saying things about him wanting more playing time. So you've got some players that are a little bit almost like prima donnas in a, in a way, uh, and the chemistry isn't right. And you look at West Ham United as an, an example, uh, another team in London, but they seem to have at least, you don't hear those types of things as much. You know I mean, so I think... Tuchel, for sure, to me, has overstayed his welcome at Chelsea. I think if Roman Abramovich was in in power still at Chelsea, Tuchel would have been gone by the end of last season. That we would have a new manager and things would be different. And and I think starting off this season, yes, Chelsea will do okay. But I think they're not going to hit the heights that uh, the fans expect and that uh, Todd Bowley, the the owner, expects, having poured in so so much money to buy this club. Yeah, actually, I'm not even sure... Tuchel would have made it through last season. I, I was making the case in January if, uh, or actually it would have been February after after uh, the situation with Russia and Ukraine uh, developed uh, and, and, and the war began that he would have been sacked, typically. Typically, the way Chelsea goes through managers, uh, their performances were not uh, at, at the level they needed to be. You saw uh, Roberto Di Matteo. You saw um, Conte, uh, Sarri, uh, I know I'm forgetting, uh, Scolari, sacked for 
kind of roughly the same vein of form Chelsea had. Now, I guess we do have to remember they got to the final of both domestic cups last season, and that was a positive. Lost both on pens, uh, which is a crapshoot, right? It could have gone either way. Uh, But uh, in the league, they showed a terrible weakness, a terrible inability to replicate performances match in and match out, which is um, really kind of what has, has... plagued Manchester United the last 10 seasons, right? Or nine seasons. Manchester United at times have been as good as Liverpool or Man City or whoever else has been near the top in the given season, Chelsea, Spurs. But it's that lack of consistency. It's that lack of, uh, uh, of uh, not just consistency in playing levels, but consistency in squad selection, consistency in, 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 in kind of the feel around the match that I now feel is seeping into Chelsea. And Chelsea's a club where I think... Um, players have been kind of the inmates running the asylum for too long. So I do like the fact that Tuchel is standing up to players and maybe uh, approaching this from a different angle than previous Chelsea managers. But I think he's taken it to another extreme. And this is, again, go back, look at 2016-17, that season in the Bundesliga. This is why Tuchel got sacked at Dortmund. It was more this kind of personality stuff and, and relationships with players and with board members more than the actual performances on the pitch. Top four, Kartik. Top four. Here we go. So in the top four, who do you think ends up in fourth place at the Champions Ar- League spot? Arsenal. I like uh, the way Arteta's building this side. I love some of the signings this summer. Uh, as Jesus will help them. I, I don't think he's necessarily an out-and-out striker option. Uh, let's see if Arteta uses him coming off, uh, off the right, uh, how, they, how they handle that. Martinelli is a year on. Smith Rowe is a year on. Odegaard is a year on. Uh, uh, Saka is a year on. Saka, one of the best players in the Premier League for me, uh, has to be uh, a, a key guy for England this summer or this winter in uh, uh, Qatar. Uh, you bring in Zinchenko, a player who's very different than Kieran Tierney, and I think they could actually play together at times. Um, that gives you two really quick. Um, useful left-sided options. Zinchenko, great at counter-pressing, very good at cutting inside. Tierney, hugging the touchline, um, one of the better left-backs in the league, uh, assuming Tierney's is fit. I think their center-back situation's a lot better than it's been the last few seasons. Uh, I like Arsenal. I think they're building, if they can keep this team together, they're building towards a team that can contend for a title in a few seasons. Uh, they're not there yet. The top three are um, are miles ahead of the fourth place, uh, the contention for fourth. But if you're looking at fourth through seventh as being roughly in kind of the same uh, area code, U.S. expression, I, I would say Arsenal are, are above the other three. And then I think, realistically, I put West Ham fifth. Um, I think at this point I might put United sixth, Chelsea seventh. And for those who think Chelsea won the Champions League recently, this is a ridiculous to, to write them off. Uh, they haven't finished higher than third in the Premier League the last five seasons. And keep in mind, they needed to win the last day of two successive seasons even to get to fourth. They are a team that, at least in terms of their league performances, has not been a, a real contender since Antonio Conte's first season there. Yeah, I think Arsenal is going to be the most fun team to watch this season. Like you said, too, in terms of those players, Kartik. Also, uh, William Saliba, uh, Saliba, looks really strong in defence. Hopefully, he'll stay with uh, Arsenal this season. But uh, they look, I mean, so attacking-minded, so fun to watch, so positive, so much skill. And I think uh, Gabriel Jesus, 
uh, I, I think as an out and out striker, and uh, he seems to have a, a hunger, kind of a uh, desire to really, you mean basically generate results. I mean, he could be the kind of one of the first names on on the team sheet each week, week, week in, week out. And that's something that didn't happen at Man City. And I think also, too, with uh, Adu within Ar- the Arsenal ranks, that helps in terms of the, the Brazilian connection there, too. So I, th- I think things are looking so positive for Arsenal. There is just I, a positive vibe around the club, too, because uh, Edu, Arteta, both former players at the club. And uh, the feeling is that they could have gone out and hired uh, a, a professional director of football, but that professional would not have had the same feeling for Arsenal that Edu um, uh, does. I, I spent a lot of time, as you know, Chris, the last few weeks around Arsenal fans, uh, Florida Cup, and uh, that's the feeling about Edu. They love the guy. And they love that one of their own is putting this team together. I have them in fourth. I would not be surprised if it, if they finish in third. I mean, that's how positive I am about Arsenal this season. I think that my only concern is how they'll do against teams that bunker in and uh, prevent Arsenal from getting chances in the box. But um, the way that the Premier League plays in terms of playing styles, there aren't a lot of teams that play that way anymore. I think it's... Uh, I mean, it'll be tight, it'll be well organized, but it's not going to be, uh, I mean, 10, 10 men behind the ball type of thing. All right, Kartik, now we're on to uh, third spot in the Premier League season. Who's it going to be? I've gone back and forth on this one, but I guess ultimately you have to look at history and you have to respect history, especially recent history. So I'm going to say it's Spurs. Uh, I, uh, there's been this temptation uh, all summer long for me to say Spurs are going to win the title. Um, but I, I just can't go there yet. Uh, they do have Antonio Conte, who has won a title in England, right? Has won an FA Cup in England, uh, is a serial winner, has won Serie A, both at Juventus and Inter. Uh, but there's still some historical demons Spurs need to overcome uh, and uh, historical failings. But they've really reinforced this summer. I think you bring in Basuma in central midfield. Now you've got Basuma, Bettenker, and Hoyabear, who can, I think, play brilliantly together. You bring in Perisic to play left wing back. Looks like Ben Davies is going to be moved to a uh, left center back position in a back three. We know Conte prefers three at the back. Uh, and uh, Longley, a little bit of a concern. Obviously, he didn't play well last season with Barca, but I think it's still probably an upgrade. Romero, fantastic last season. Uh, I think the right wing back situation might be solved uh, if Doherty can stay fit, which he hasn't been able to do for several seasons, uh, or uh, talk that Lucas Mora could play right wing back. And then when you have Kane and Son uh, and then Richarlison spelling them, uh, you just have a, a brilliant attack. So I don't think they're first, first or second, I, although I've been tempted to say they would be. Uh, but I say a solid third. And uh, now the, the, the job for Paratici, uh, who, has brilliant, who has brilliantly kind of rebuilt this squad, right, in, in, in just a, a couple windows, is to convince his buddy Antonio Conte to see this through beyond this season. Uh, not just Paratici, but I guess uh, Daniel Levy has to be part of those conversations also. But I think there's a comfort of Conte working with Paratici. They've obviously worked together before at Juventus, and they're building something very special. But I have to say something very different than what's happening across North London. North London, you see this very organic, Arsenal-like DNA team being built by Mikel Arteta, uh, a former Arsenal uh, and Everton player, but a guy who also uh, uh, managed under Pep at Man City. So he 
pick some pieces from City to supplement Arsenal's organic growth, uh, led by him and Edu. Spurs seem to be just like picking the best players they can find that might fit Conte's system and discarding the youth movement that we saw was so prominent under Mauricio Pochettino. So guys like Skip and and Winks, I fear for them. I I think they're not going to play very much. Um, And in the case of Oliver Skip, it's really a shame because uh, uh, he was the one player that was impressing me under Nuno, right? The the, the nine or ten games under Nuno. Uh, it seemed like he was becoming uh, the player we thought he would become and the player that, that Pochettino had rated him to become a couple of seasons ago. Uh, but Conte doesn't have that kind of patience, right? So he's not going to build what Pochettino was building, um, which uh, is a shame a little bit for Spurs fans, but I, I think they're so trophy-hungry they'll take it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I cannot poke any holes in uh, Tottenham's lineup. I think it's, it's solid, and uh, they've got the Champions League to look forward to. Uh, and then you mentioned in terms of the, the, the kind of the system that they have in place, kind of on paper, then Arsenal's kind of philosophy in terms of the way that they're uh, bringing players through the system at this club, as well as making some key signings. And then you look at Chelsea, and you look at Chelsea is all over the place. And I think in Chelsea, I would not be surprised uh, with Todd Bowley, you I mean, if his patience runs thin pretty quickly, and that Tuchel is sacked by the end of September, early October. And then you've got Pochettino going to Chelsea to, to kind of uh, change things around. You know what's amazing about Popoch, uh, Chris? I think uh, the situation at PSG and how badly that went for him actually has enhanced his reputation because uh, the, the way people are viewing it is, okay, he didn't bend to Neymar. He didn't bend to Messi. Uh, he tried to play his way. He tried to do it the way we saw him uh, so successfully implemented Espanyol, Southampton, and, uh, and Spurs, and those prima donnas. They're the ones who rejected him. So it's funny, Pochettino, after... In theory, failing at PSG has an enhanced reputation. I, I have—I don't think there are many managers we've seen that with recently, where they failed at a big club, and then people are saying, "Yeah, well, uh, we f- we still think very strongly about him after that." We are down to the final two, Kartik, uh in second place. Who, who finishes second in the Premier League this season? Uh, it's Manchester City. Although I'm, I'm tempted to say, if Manchester City do sell. Bernardo Silva, as is rumored as we record this, and, and hopefully as a City fan, he's not gone by the time uh, you, you, you all listen to this, uh, they'll finish third or fourth. Uh, I think Spurs pass them, potentially Arsenal pass them. Uh, they, uh, I don't know what's going on in terms of stripping the squad, making a squad that I don't think was as deep as City had typically been last season, even thinner. Uh, Zinchenko's sale, I think, is a horrible mistake. Sterling's sale is, a, is an epic mistake, although I understand it was mo- mostly a salary dispute, right? A wage dispute. He wanted uh, 350k a week. Uh, City wouldn't give that to him for some reason. I, I would have given it to him if you have the kind of money City have. But they, they want to keep a, a strong wage structure, FFP, uh, among other things. And I think it's also about keeping certain... Uh, players maybe that they value more happy. So if you have Sterling catapult them in wage, uh, uh, then you might have a a problem in the dressing room. So I think that they could possibly fall, but let me get back to the dressing room. For some reason, City, despite their spending through the years, has been able to keep a very happy dressing room, which is the key to, to why they've won so much and Manchester United hasn't won much and Chelsea, you know, wins cups every now and then, but really has not been competing in the league recently. Uh, so 
that's the that's the flip side. Maybe City win the title again because there seems to be a camaraderie. Maybe it's a fear of Pep. I, I don't know. But there seems to be – there's never these sorts of problems that you see at other clubs, which is why – as we're a year on from this, Chris, I'm beginning to think the whole Ronaldo thing with Man City was a ruse, that they didn't really want him. They were trying to, you know, create uh, intrigue, which worked, right? Uh, look, look at how it's destabilized United. But uh, that's the one thing. Maybe the guys who, who Pep gets rid of, Zinchenko, we know, is one of the few guys who's, who's acted out. Um, in the last few years, as much as, as, as he's loved. Jesus is the guy who um, had clashes with Pep. Sterling wants more money. So those three guys are gone. Um, adequate replacements haven't really been bought for any of them, in my opinion. Uh, Kukurea might come for Zinchenko. Uh, but then you also add Calvin Phillips, who is, uh, I, I think, a very Pep-like player, if you, if you ask me, based on his performances at Leeds. So he'll slide right in. Um, so I'm saying second for City, could be first, could be third. Um, and maybe I'm going to look like a fool at the end of the year because you should not bet against Pep. But I just think that they're not they're much thinner than Liverpool is. I think Liverpool is, is, has beefed up uh, in, in, and City has stripped down. And thanks again to everyone for listening to this podcast episode, uh, this whole series about the Premier League and the season preview. We'll be back tomorrow with more previews as well as next week with more previews for the European seasons. All the best. Enjoy your football. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.